Anybody look at the Facebook stuff today? Anybody know what we're doing tonight? There you go. Good. Hey, I can't always tell who who sees it unless you put something up there. It says, hey. <laughs> there was something that came in the mail to us here at the church, and I have, I have seen this uh, myself, and I'm sure some of you have. How many people have been driving along the highway and seen some of those billboards that say, Judgment Day, May 21st, 2011? They also, at the airport, <laughs> they also apparently have trucks that they drive around. This is not a local movement. This is a worldwide movement. Uh, not quite all the way worldwide, but a uh, number. And so I looked at their, their website to find out where they were. And they apparently, they, they uh, color in different countries as to how saturated they have uh, taken the message to these particular places. And what was interesting was the most heavily influenced country. And it's not the United States. I was kind of surprised at where it came from. It was South Africa. South Africa is the one that they have covered the most. Second was Brazil. The uh, United States, Canada, Australia are listed in yellow, and uh, their, their saturation is okay. Should be better, I guess, but it's okay. Even though if you look at the United States, they have more billboards and stuff all around there, and I'm not sure why that one's okay because uh, outside of India, I didn't see of any other places that it was posted quite as much. But India was posted with so many flags as to, you know, the billboards and, and things they had. I couldn't tell what color that country was. <laughs> I don't know if it was green, which is the most saturated, which is what South Africa was, or, uh, oh, I'm sorry, purple. I have, I, anyway, whatever the top one was, South Africa was that color. Brazil was the next one down. And you could tell that real easily because there wasn't a whole lot of other marks on Brazil. So I'm not sure how they're getting the message out there. But anyway, that's what they do. They, they buy billboards. And they uh, have these trucks, and right now there's uh, the branch that's here in Philadelphia. It's apparently got five trucks and are driving up and down the eastern coast with this uh, caravan of five trucks to promote the message, handing out uh, tracks. So I went over some of their material, and you will be alarmed at some of the things that they say. Um, and I just want to spend some time with this. And the reason for it is not because I think that any of you are, are at all at risk in falling for this. You'd have to pick me up off the floor if I ever heard that any one of you ever fell for these things because you all know better. <laughs> I know you know better. But since it's a whole lot more widespread than what I thought, and since there's a, you know, we've all seen, at least a number of us have seen the billboards. I've seen several of the billboards. Didn't really know too much about it. Was wondering why they're coming up with a new date because all the old dates haven't gotten uh, very far. But uh, Judgment Day, May 21st, they actually sent this to the church. They didn't, um, I, I'm, I'm sure they're trying to get the word out. And maybe as you get on through this, you'll find out some of the reasons why they want to uh, target the church. It is a very interesting. But the first thing, they, they sent two flyers out. And they have a lot more than this if you go up on their website. And I don't recommend that you go to their website. I'm just saying that if you want to, you, you can. They have been covered on, on CNN. CNN, if you, uh, when, the, when I did a search for some things, there was a, a link that came up to CNN, and they have a little short video report on these guys and uh, interview them. And it's only like a five-minute video thing, five, six-minute video thing. Uh, it's just interesting to hear those guys describe in their own words what they're doing. 
But the first thing that they'll, they'll take on is the fact that they have a date. May the 21st. Because what is our first thought? No one knows the date. That's exactly what they take on. No one knows the date. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 9, And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. And their comment, However, now in our present day, God has opened up his word, the Bible, to reveal a great deal of truth concerning the end time and many other teachings. Many other. <laughs> now, if you go to their website, you really don't find out, you don't find too much outside of this teaching that he's coming on the 21st. I'm not sure what that does to help people live their life as a Christian. Because end times, are, are we've, we've dealt with them here and they're fun and they're interesting and all that, but you can't live by them. You do need to know them, but you can't live by them. Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even so the time of the end, many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. God has now opened up his word because we have arrived at the time of the end. For this reason, it has become very obvious to the serious student of the Bible that we are now living in the last few days of the earth's history. As a matter of fact, because we are living at the end of time, God is now revealing to his people the following information. Now, you have to be a serious student to sit there and read all this, but this is only one of the pamphlets. Uh, the main reason, one of the reasons, there are a couple of reasons I want to share those with you. First off, so that you can, as I said, so you can help people who might be caught up in this. But another reason is you can see the path of a deceiver. And the path of deception very easily in this. And I'm sure that many of you will spot this as we're going on through from the things we've looked at in the Word of God that will show us the path of a deceiver. And for those who try to deceive. The Lord has uh, the Bible's calendar of history. Now what is really interesting to know is they know they know the day the flood started. Yes, they do. They, they know the day that the flood started. They also know the year of creation. They're pretty good, good, pretty good folks here. They got it all, all down. They know the year that Christ was born. They know the year that Christ died. What's interesting, though, is that by my accounts, if I add them together, I come up with a Jesus Christ who is older than I thought he was. But, of course, we have limited knowledge, so. They know the year that the church age ended. You will be surprised. <laughs> you will be surprised at this, at the, the way that they're using the scripture. Since the Bible calendar is given by, uh, by God and his word, it can be trusted wholeheartedly. Right? Since the calendar is given in his word, it can be trusted. In this brief pamphlet... We will share some of the conclusions derived from the biblical calendar and from other studies in the scriptures. However, the amount of information available is far too abundant and complex to get into too much detail in this short pamphlet. But we can and will give precise and compelling dates. Can't give you all the information here. 
but we can't give you the conclusions and the dates, is basically what they're saying. But it's complex. It's complex. These dates can be trusted entirely because they come right out of the Bible. Now, you, you, we'll go over some of this, and you tell me if it comes right out of the Bible or not. Uh, the, the branch here in Philadelphia is E E Bible Fellowship. I think it's .org, .com or something like that. The main parent is Family Radio. I mean, these sound like good names, don't they? Family, not the one in Colorado. Please don't confuse it. I've looked up where, this or, or, um, where it comes from. And, of course, all things start in California. <laughs> Oakland, California. Oakland, California is where its uh, headquarters is. In fact, it even says it right here in the uh, thing. Family, um, that they're, they're first off letting you know that the one who wrote this publication, which is the Philadelphia branch, is not... Um, directly affiliated with the parent corporation. But they, if you look at this pamphlet, it is word for word what the parent organization has. They took it word for word. It's, it's right out of there. So here we go. Timing of important events in history. Are we ready? <laughs> in 11,013 B.C. 11,013 B.C. Creation. God created the world and man, Adam and Eve. In 4,990, 4,990 B.C. is the uh, year of the flood of Noah. Uh, they've written here, all perished in a worldwide flood. Only Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wives survived the ark 6,023 years from creation. So from the day of, from the year of creation to the year of the flood is 6,023 years. Jesus Christ was born in the year 7,000 B.C., which is 11,006 years from creation. He, he uh, was crucified in the year 33 A.D. That would make Jesus... Uh, 7 B.C. and 33 A.D. That would make Jesus how old? About 39. You've got to take, you know, 7 and 33, 40 minus the one year because you don't count zero. You make him 39, which I don't think he was 39. That's not my recollection of the events. Anyway, that was uh, 11,045 years from creation, 5,023 calendar years from the flood. Are you ready for this one? The year, the year that the church ended, the church age ended, and the year the Great Tribulation began. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you got to pervert things in order to make them work. The year, I'm, I'm, I'm not reading this verbatim. I'm going to go into it in a minute, but I didn't want to give you the year out right off the bat. I want you to tell you what this year is. This is the year the church age ended and the Great Tribulation period began. 1988. 1988 is the year that the church age ended. Now, wait until you read some of the things that they say about the, the year the church age ended. This, uh, the Great Tribulation period began. Now, the Great tri Tribulation period is how long? That would be incorrect. It is 23, according to this pamphlet. Oh, that's where they get 2011 from. Yeah. 23 years. 
That is 13,000 years from creation. Even. There's no, no, it's 13,000. 1988, 11,013. Subtract the one. I don't know if I come up with a zero at the end. But anyway. On September 7th, 1994, we have a day on this one. On September the 7th, 1994, this is the first of the 23,000-day period of the Great Tribulation. The Tribulation is divided in half. First half, second half, 2,300 days. Remember the 2,300 days in there? Each day is going to equal a year or something kind of thing like that. I don't know, 2,300-day period anyway, but they have. 2,300-day period of the Great Tribulation comes to an end, and the latter reign began, commencing God's plan to save the great multitude of people outside of the churches. This is 13,006 years from creation. 13006. Before it was 13, even now it's 1306. May 21st, 2011. Judgment Day will begin and the rapture, the taking up into heaven of God's elect people, will occur at the end of the 23-year Great Tribulation. On October the 21st, the world will be destroyed by fire 7,000 years from the flood, 13, 0, 23 years from creation. 7,000 years from the flood. That's a big part for them. It's 7,000 years even. Again, you know, I'm, I'm probably just not caught up in the math, but 4,990 B.C. and then 2011 A.D. I guess, yeah, if you subtract one, that would come up to an even. So I think we're back on track here for being, being back in, into all that. So, now I didn't give you any outline on this because I really don't care if you remember this. <laughs> all right, but there are blank pieces of paper out in the back there if you want any of those to... To do something with this. Uh, one day is as a thousand years, it says. I'm sure we all know that. The child of God has learned from the Bible that the language of Genesis 7 has a twofold meaning. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living subs- substance that I have made will I destroy off the face of the earth. Historically, as God spoke these words, there were seven days remaining for Noah, his family, and the animals to get into the safety of the ark. But spiritually, and the Bible is a spiritual book, God was speaking to all of the people of the world and was declaring that sinful mankind would have 7,000 years to find refuge in the salvation provided by Jesus Christ. So in case you missed that when you first went through. How can we know that? We know this is so based on what we read in 2 Peter chapter 3. Whereby the world that, by, that then was, being overflowed with water, perished, but the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in, kept in store, reserved for fire against the days of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is as with God, or with the Lord, as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. So because he's talking about one day being as a thousand years in the same text as the flood, therefore. Now, Peter talks about two floods. He talks first off about 
first flood, and then secondly, about Noah's flood. Because in, in the first flood is when the world perished. In Noah's flood, the world does not perish. The plants, the fish, all make it through. The animals even made it through, the ones that were on the ark, and the men made it through, the ones that were on the ark. But the one, the first flood, everything got wiped out. And Peter refers to that. So he says the context of Second Peter 3 is extremely important. In the first few, year, first few verses, God refers us to the destruction of the world by the flood during Noah's day. Then we find an interesting admonition that we ought not to be ignorant of one thing, which is one day is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. So since God gave the people of Noah's day seven days warning, or at least Noah, therefore one day is a thousand years, we have 7,000. So all you got to do is count the years, 7,000 years from the day of Noah's flood, and, and we're good. And so then they, do the, they run the math, 4,990 year of the flood to 2011 minus one, 7,000 years exactly. It is not unusual that God's people have been given insight into the timing of the end of the world. At this point, this is what the rest of this particular flyer, this is not the bad one. This is not. Wait till we get to the next one. This is, this is small time potatoes, this stuff right here. What, we're going to do, what we do here is we go on through Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Surely the Lord will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Hebrews 11, 7. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things. And so he'll go on through here and they, they take a number of times of just showing each scripture how they were warned. And so because God warned people in other times, he's going to be warning them now. And Nineveh was warned. That's another one that's brought up. Noah was sent to Nineveh and says, in 40 days you're all going to be wiped out unless you... Or in so many days, I forget what it was. But anyway, so many days, you're, that's going to happen. So he says on May 21st. Now, hold on. Get, fasten your seatbelt for this one. This is, this is one of the more shocking things for this particular pamphlet. Not the next one. On May 21st, 1988. I don't know. We ought, I should have done this. I should have looked up. What happened on May 21st of 1988? Did you? <laughs> You, you all got to rethink your marriage. I'm telling you. you just <laughs> <laughs> that was the event. That was the event. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, my. You may not <clears throat> want to advertise that anymore. On May 21st, 1988, God finished using the churches and congregations of the world. The Spirit of God left all churches. And Satan, the man of sin, entered into the churches to rule at that point in time. May 21st, 1988. God left all the churches. Gone. And Satan comes in instead. Now this is important for them. That this truth is truth. And you'll see why. You'll be shocked, I'm telling you. The, do they give a verse? Uh, not for something like that, anyway. <laughs> no. The Bible teaches us that, an off, that this awful period 
of judgment upon the churches would last for 23 years. I'm not sure where the Bible teaches this, but the Bible teaches us that this awful period of judgment upon the churches would last for 23 years. A full 23 years, 8,400 days exactly, would be from May 21st until May 21st, 2011. The information was discovered in the Bible completely apart from the information regarding the 7,000 years of the flood. Therefore, we see that the full 23-year tribulation period concludes on May 21st. We do see that, right? This date is the exact day that the Great Tribulation comes to an end, and this is also the most likely landing spot for the 7,000 years from the flood of Noah's day. Keep in mind that God shut the door in the ark. This, this stuff. <clears throat> Keep in mind that God shut the door on the ark on the 17th day of the second month of Noah's calendar. The 17th day of the second month of Noah's calendar. We also find that the 21st, the May 21st of 2011, is the end of the Great Tribulation period. This is, there is a strong relationship between May 21st, 2011 and our Gregorian uh, calendar. The relationship cannot be readily seen until we discover that there is another calendar to consider, which is the Hebrew or the biblical calendar. It's always good to throw that in there. May 21st, 2011 happens to be the 17th day of the second month of the, of the Hebrew calendar. So May 21st, 2011 is the 17th month or 17th day of the second month in the Hebrew calendar. That's why it must be of God. By this, God is confirming to us that we have a very correct understanding regarding the 7,000-year timeline from the flood. Can you see God confirming that? Hmm. This is God, this is God confirming. If you can't see this, there's a reason why. Uh, where do I leave off here? By this, God is confirming to us that we have a very... Uh, very, a very correct understanding regarding the 7,000-year timeline from the flood. May 21st, 2011 is the equivalent date to the, date to the date when God shut the door on Noah's Ark. Though this and other, and much other biblical information we find, much other, we, we're not saying what it is, but there is much other there. We find that May 21st, 2011 will be the day when God takes up into heaven His elect people. May 21st, 2011 will be Judgment Day. This is the day God shuts the door on salvation on the world. So apparently after May 21st, if you're not saved, it ain't going to happen. But if you are saved, you're already up. Yeah. So the rest of you guys that are here on the 22nd, sorry. In other words... In having the Great Tribulation period conclude on a day that identifies with the 17th of the second month of Noah's calendar, God is without question confirming to us that this is the day He intends to shut forever the door of entry into heaven. Uh, John, here's the scriptures for this. John 10, verse 9. See if you can see this. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and, you, 
and shall go in and out and find pasture. So it's a door. Uh, Acts uh, Acts 4, verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Revelation 3, 7. These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, and he hath the key of David. He hath opened, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. So, you know, if God shut the the ark's door, well, he's going to shut the door on... May 21st, 2011. The Bible teaches that on May 21st, 2011, you've all seen that. Only true believers elect by God to receive salvation will be raptured, taken up out of this world to meet the Lord in the air and forever be with the Lord. And then he goes on, talks about First Thessalonians and, and things like that. Now, the rest of this, this part here, I believe, is spent on... No, I'm actually reading. Uh, we're, we're getting into some of the nasty stuff. I think some of the dates are in the other one, which we can go over in a minute. All the rest of mankind, billions of people, will be left behind to experience the awful judgment of God, a horrible period of five months of torment upon the earth. All right, now here's where it gets heavy. The other flyer was the light one. This, this second page is the heavy stuff. What's that? Well, yeah, now you, you see why the five months comes in. In Revelation chapter 9, And there came out of the smoke locust upon the earth, and, used, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not been sealed of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given the key, that they should should not kill, but then they should be tormented with fire five months, and their torment as the torment of a scorpion, which he striketh a man. Now this is taken out of describing a five month period of the tribulation period, not necessarily the end five months, but a five month period in it towards the end. And so because of that, we're now seeing that there's a five month period from the twenty first of May until the end of the world. And during that time, no one can get saved. I'm not sure how Revelation exactly said that, but that's what it uh, that's what it says. So before I go on and read the rest of the interesting things, they uh, they spend this this whole flyer on how can we know the date because that's the first objection that they're used to handling. Well, no man can know the date, and they'll they'll say this. This one does have something. Yes, it does. Doggone, this is one. I could not believe it when they said this in here. I saw exactly what they were trying to do uh, once we, we got through this. Yeah, we'll, we'll hold off on that. We'll come back to that other one. Upon hearing the information that May 21st, this is the first sentence of this flyer. The May 21st is Judgment Day. Many in the churches, what do we think of the churches? They're inhabited by Satan. The churches are. That many in the churches immediately refer to a Bible verse such as Matthew 24, verse 36. But of that day and hour, no man knoweth, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. 
You see, they say after quoting this verse, the Bible tells us that no man can know. They might even add, not even Jesus himself knows the time. Therefore, your date of May 21st is all wrong. As is often the case, after quickly making this statement and dismissing the information regarding the date of the end of the world, this individual will go on his or her way content that this will never happen. After all, they think the Bible says we cannot know the timing of, this, of the end. Of course, we do acknowledge that the Bible has this verse within it. However, the question is, is, does the rest of the Bible support the idea that we cannot know the timing of the end of the world? Or is there more information in the Bible that would allow for God's people to learn the date of the end of the world? First of all, we need to quickly mention that Jesus Christ is God Almighty. And since Jesus is Almighty God, there can be no question that He knows when the end of the world will be. Now, if you go through the Word of God, we find out that Jesus only said He didn't know when He was man, when He got and he put his uh, deity back on after the resurrection. He uh, simply said, no man knows the day of the hour. It's not for, it actually just says, it's not for you to know. I'm sorry, it's not for you to know. Didn't say that he didn't know anymore. Just said that uh, it's not for you to know. Uh, Job 24, verse 1. Times are not hidden from the Almighty. Can any good thing come out of Job? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, the guy is, he's deceived on a number of, on a number of levels, and he does have some interesting things to say, some, some good things, but he has a lot more wrong things to say about God than he does right things to say about God, and his friends are even worse. Daniel 12, verse 4, but thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. For many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. So the idea that they're trying to promote is that no one has known for all these years because no one was supposed to know the date was sealed up. But end of the time, end, when we get to the end, then we're going to open up some things. All right. Why the churches will not understand. If you speak with your pastor about this date of May 21st, 2011, being Judgment Day, it is almost certain that he will oppose to this fact. It is amazing how much in unison the churches are in declaring no man knows the day of the hour. However, none should take comfort from their unified stand because without question, the churches of our modern day have greatly fallen away from the truth. Why? Because Satan has taken them over. The churches of the world disagree and teach contrary to one another on numerous points of the Bible's teaching, which means that they must have errors in their conclusions. It must mean that. Therefore, it ought not to be particularly comforting for the churches to finally have unity of agreement on the point of no man knows the day of the hour. Now, is that the only thing that the churches agree on? I thought we agreed on the way of salvation. I thought we agreed on the grace of God. I thought we agreed on the mercy of God. I thought we agreed on creation. I thought there was a whole lot of host of things that we agree. I know we don't agree on healing and, and the gifts of the Spirit and, and uh, some doctrines of election and some other things like that. But we all agreed that men need to be saved. That Jesus is the way. If they don't agree that Jesus is the way, then they're not a church. Rather, it ought to be alarming, especially as we realize that in our day, God's judgment is upon the churches of the world due to their unfaithfulness. 1 Peter 4.17, For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. 
dot, 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 which means there's more than that verse, but we're not putting it in here. The horrible truth is that the Lord himself has abandoned the churches of the world. The Bible teaches us that the church age is over. The Bible teaches us that the church age is over. Did you know that? Well, we read in the other pamphlet. It ended in 1988. The Lord has left the churches in spiritual darkness. They cannot see. They cannot see the awful truth that we are now at the very end of the world. I'm, I'm puzzled at this because if the churches can't see it and then there's the sinners in the world, who sees it? So they are not a church. They cannot see the awful church that we are now at the very end of the world. The Lord vividly describes the spiritual leaders of the churches today in Isaiah. 56, 10 through 11. His watchmen are blind. They're all ignorant. They're all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. And they are shepherds. They cannot understand. I thought Isaiah was talking about the prophets and priests of his day. I guess I was wrong because, again, I know who... Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm being judged. God himself indicates that many who profess to be his people will not see the warning signs of the coming end. The Lord, use, the Lord uses Old Testament Israel, Judah, as a type and figures as the New Testament churches and congregations. The Bible points out that God was angry with the Old Testament Judah and forewarned them of his intending, intent to judge them, but Judah dismissed the ignorance and ignored these warnings until they were destroyed, much like the churches of today are doing. Jeremiah 8, 7. Yea, the stork in the heaven knoweth her appointed times, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming. But my people know not the judgment of the Lord. Now at the end, the New Testament churches are repeating the same errors that the Old Testament Israel committed, they are dismissing the warnings of God from the Bible exactly as Israel dismissed the warnings of God through the prophets whom the Lord sent to them. God always forewarns his people. It's entitled for this paragraph. It is now time for us to look to at other information in the Bible that your church or pastor probably would not want you to consider. But in order to prove that we can know the timing of the end, we must first see that the rest of the Bible had to say about it. For instance, God makes this statement in the book of Amos, chapter 3. Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secrets unto the servants, to his servants, the prophets. Um, in Genesis, chapter 6, he warns of the flood. In Hebrews, chapter 11, we have a reference again to the Noah being warned of the flood. We already read those before. In Genesis, chapter 7, the Lord said unto Noah, For seven days I will cause it to rain. For, for yet in seven days I will cause it to rain. Matthew 24, 38 and 39. Until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away so that they shall, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So because the people that were on the earth during the time of Noah knew nothing about the flood until the flood came and took them away. In the same way it will be now. 
that only those who know will be in the ark and those who don't know will be outside of the ark. Skipping on down a little bit here. A key point that the Bible makes is that all kinds of people hear this warning that God sends out, but only his elect people respond to it and take action. So only those people, when they hear that May 21st, 2011 is the judgment day, only those people who respond are the elect of God. The rest are overtaken by the devil. In Genesis chapter 18, shall I hide from Abraham the thing which I will do? Was Lot not warned? He goes on and begins to show how, and how Lot was warned about that. And even Luke, how Luke, uh, Luke's gospel discusses how Lot was, was warned about the destruction. First uh, Thessalonians 5 and verse 4, But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. And then he goes on to a number of other uh, things, uh, Revelation, uh, Jonah with, the Nine, uh, with Nineveh, how they were, how our warnings were given out there. Uh, we can skip past most of that. Discerning time and judgment. As we have examined biblical history, we have seen how the Lord has repeatedly informed his people of approaching times of judgment before the judgment actually occurred. This is so consistent throughout biblical history that this certainly can be said to be a biblical principle, as Amos 3.7, again, the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealed his secret unto his servants. Daniel 12 and verse 9 through 10, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed until the time of the end. None of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. God points out how none of the wicked will be able to understand. So if you do not understand that May 21st, 2011 is the judgment day, you are wicked and you are not wise. He is referring to the understanding of the word of God that will be revealed in the time of the end. None of the unsaved of the world will understand these things just as the people, just like the people of the world of Noah's day did not regard the warning of the flood. And we even have Ecclesiastes pulled out of here. A wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. And I'm sure that's exactly what Ecclesiastes 8.5 had in mind. Proverbs 28, verse 5. Evil men understand not judgment, but they that seek the Lord understand all things. Finally, whether or not we know that May 21st in 2011 is Judgment Day, rests on whether or not God has opened up our eyes to understand these things. If he has... We will know that May 21st, 2011 is the day of the Lord's wrath. If he has not opened our eyes, then we will not know. The Bible tells us that the majority of people in the world are not chosen to salvation. This is why Christ comes unexpectedly for billions of people. They do not understand spiritual things. Since they do not have God's spirit, they are not going to take warning and they are not going to understand. Sadly, they will surely perish. Ezekiel 33, verse 4 and 5. Then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. God's people know, like the Ninevites, that these dates are true and trustworthy only because this information comes right out of the Bible. And we all saw that. 
<laughs> many people are going to trust their churches or their pastor who will assuredly say that they, will, they do not have to worry about the date. But none of these things are trustworthy. The truth is that, that the only trustworthy thing in the world is the Bible. This is why we get even closer to this date of May 21st, 2011. The big question for each people is, do you trust the Bible or do you trust something else? So the fact that I'm up here warning you that this is a hoax is proof that I'm not of God, right? In case any of you had, uh, had wondered about that. Now, get back to Judgment Day here. The end of the world, because Judgment Day is the 21st of May, not the end of the world. The end of the world is October 21st, 2011. Now, I'm sure the, Maya, the, the Mayas are going to be very disappointed to hear this because they had the end of the world a year later. That's just a shame. So we saw where the five months came from. Um, <clears throat> by God's grace and tremendous mercy, he is giving us advanced warning as to what he is about to do on Judgment Day, May 21st, 2000. I'm not just repeating this. This is in here this many times. May 21st, 2011, this five-month period of horrible torment will begin for all the inhabitants of the earth. It will be on May 21st that God will raise up the dead. This, this part was, uh, was kind of interesting. It will be on May 21st, 2011, that God will raise up all the dead that have ever died from their graves. Earthquakes will ravage the whole world as the earth will no longer conceal its dead. Isaiah 26, verse 21. People who died as saved individuals will experience the resurrection of their bodies and immediately leave this world to forever be with the Lord. Now, according to Paul in the New Testament, where do people go when they die? To be with the Lord. According to this, you have to wait until May 21st, 2011. Those who died unsaved will be raised up as well, but only to have their lifeless bodies scattered about the face of all the earth. What happened to hell? What happened to the lake of fire? I guess we, we lost all that biblical teaching. The Lord also emphasized these awful five months of destruction in the final verse of Genesis chapter 7. And the waters prevailed upon the earth a hundred and fifty days. <laughs> In case you missed that, let me read it again for you. The Lord also emphasized these awful five months of destruction in the final verse of Genesis chapter 7. And the waters prevailed upon the earth a hundred and fifty days. Well, in the Hebrew calendar, which, of course, you know, is important for us to understand, Hebrew calendar is 30 days, 5 months, 150, day, 150 days. Now, didn't you see that when you read Genesis chapter 7, verse 24? That the Spirit of the Lord hovered upon the face of the earth. But the Spirit that they're talking about in Revelation is not the Spirit of the Lord going out and tormenting. Five months after the May 21st, 2011 will be October 21st, 2011. It so happens that October 21st of 2011 is also the last day of the Biblical Feast of Tabernacles held simultaneously with the Feast of Ingathering. Tabernacles is held on the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar 
The way God speaks of this feast in the Bible is very significant. The feast of ingathering, which is the end of the year, when thou hast gathered in thy labors out of thy field. Now, the Feast of Tabernacles is certainly coinciding with the end times. It is the only feast that is not fulfilled. But I don't see it quite coinciding the way that they do. Uh, Exodus 34. And thou shalt observe the Feast of Weeks of the first fruits of wheat harvest and the Feast of Ingathering at the year's end. The Feast of Tabernacles ingathering was said to be in the end of the year, even though it was, it, was, it was observed in the Hebrew seventh month, which is not the end of the year. The reason for this is that the spiritual fulfillment of this particular feast is the end of the world. That's the reason why God put this end of the world feast at the seventh month instead of in the twelfth month. Because the end of the world is going to be in the seventh month. And... <sighs> So let me go on about the day the, of the Lord as a thief in the night. And what else? Uh, in Second Thessalonians 1, verse 8, In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and they obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. So the way they pitch this in some of the interviews I saw with these guys, that they have it that the world on the May 21st, 2011, is a worldwide earthquake. Now, what happens if we get to May 21st, 2011, and it's a clear day all over the country, all over the world? No earthquake, no tsunamis. They do actually bring in the possibility of forgiveness and that because Nineveh, the judgment was postponed. But they, in the same verse they say it, they also say, but that's not going to happen now. So they left themselves a way out, but then they closed the doors. Taking after Jesus, who closed the door on the ark. <laughs> the feast, uh, let's see where we read that one. Uh, we even get into Psalms 49. I didn't highlight that one. Maybe it wasn't important. Uh, no, it's just all. They're trying to. They use a number of scriptures to associate man with beasts, and how then the judgment comes upon the beasts of the earth, and we're just nothing but beasts. So I didn't highlight that. It wasn't really all that big a deal. Our prayer is that you will receive this tract in the spirit of genuine concern in which it was being offered. As you read this pamphlet, please carefully consider the verses quoted from the Bible, for they are the Word of God, and as such, possess absolute power and authority. Our only hope for salvation is through the reading. This is the highlight. Our only hope for salvation is through the reading of the Word of God. Do we get saved by reading the Word of God? Not according to the Word of God. It is now that the door of heaven Christ is open. It is now that God is saving a great multitude of people from around the world outside of the churches and congregations. So it's now because it's before May 21st. After May 21st, it's not going to happen. Uh, Revelation 7. After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations, kindreds, and people, and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed 
with white robes and palms in their hands. What are these that are arrayed in white robes? And whence come they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which come out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So since 1988, people that are saved are going to make up this group. God saves through the hearing of the Word of God and no other way. God saves through the hearing of the Word of God and no other way. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Is that how we're saved? No. Read the Bible with all your family, especially your children, and along with your reading, pray for mercy. Now look at this. Pray to the merciful and gracious God of the Bible that He might deliver you from the approaching destruction. Any certainty in there? It is a might. And if you look on their website, it's filled with a lot of possibilities and mights. God did not destroy the people of Nineveh, although there is no possibility that God will not follow through on His intention to destroy the world in 2011. We can know from His dealings with the people of Nineveh that God is tender-hearted and full of mercy. This should encourage each one of us to go to God and beseech Him for His great mercy. So, salvation is brought about basically by reading the Word of God and begging God for mercy. What happened to faith in Jesus Christ? What happened to His atonement on the cross for our sin? I didn't catch one glimpse of that in here. So what we have is some people who are putting a whole lot of effort into focusing people on Judgment Day 2011, getting salvation to focus on God and the Word and the reading of Scripture and begging God for mercy, which, you know, people love that kind of salvation by works. And then when it doesn't happen... then the church is a hoax. Again, we can, we can promote that. But what I was particularly uh, looked at between the two is first off, that after the date in 88, God's Spirit left the churches. And they're gone. And so the people who were on the face of the earth should have left the churches in 88. And then gone to whatever else we're supposed to go to, which I guess, you know, driving around in a truck <laughs> with a sign handing out flyers to people as we come by them. And, you know, they talk about the abuses they get from people and how, well, you know, we're just out here doing what we're supposed to do. And but that's where they, they look at that. But your pastor, your church, I'll tell you not to believe this. So they're already warning you. Now look, if you go back to your pastor, he's going to tell you this is not right. But this is why the Spirit of God left the churches in 1988 and the devil took over. If you don't see that, then you're not one of the, the, the elect. If you see it, now you're one of the elect. And so this is what we, we, we do. We've got to replace the light of the Word of God with a false light. 
Because the people that are following after this believe they are following a light. But it's a false light. So now if you bring in the real light, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything to them. Because they feel that their way is illuminated by a false light. And so to bring in the real light, it's 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 strange, it's 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 just as foreign to them as darkness. And they won't accept it. I don't know how many people followed after this. I didn't in all the things I was looking after, I didn't see a number put on this. There is apparently a meeting place in Philadelphia. And they moved it. Oh yeah, they have a place to give donations and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, they, they do have that right on the website. You know, you can give donations and a number of other things. They do have a lot of video and they they show a lot of teaching, but I I didn't go through and sit I didn't sit through and listen to the teaching, but I just was trying to get the topics of it and most of it was on the most of it I could tell what the topic was. It had something about this revelation end times. There was really nothing in there to help people live. Um, no. No, right now, they are united, and anyone that's not on their page is in darkness. Anyone who comes against them doesn't have the Spirit of God. How does it work for us to, towards them or them towards us? No, no. But, you know, they, they have a lot of word in here. They pick and choose. It's a verse out of here. It's a verse out of there. We don't necessarily take on a whole book because a whole book would probably mess us up. We just need verses here and there. And you can take verses here and there and make the Bible say all kinds of stuff. But you'll notice in this, in this argument a lot of the same things that the world does in that we seemingly portray a truth and then begin to state it as a fact. And we see this all the time with our politicians, with our media, where we are, they proclaim a thing. And a lot of times, you know, what's been going on for many years in this country is if you say, say a lie often enough, people will believe it is truth. And we've seen that going on over and over and over again for many years with the media. They just keep constantly pulling out something and keep saying this and saying this and saying this and eventually people just accept it as being true. And that's not, of course, what we are supposed to do. I mean, we got people, I just, just this week, I heard so many lies from our politicians and from our news media that it, it almost shut down my system. How many lies? I mean, I heard, I heard people talking about that um, uh, in the oil area, because everybody's con- concerned about gas prices, I'm concerned about gas prices going up. Yeah, we're a little concerned about that. And so we we've been talking about it. Well, you know, there's no short-term solution. Let me hear that one. Of course, there's no short-term solution. But if we were to announce that we were going to drill in the Dakotas and drill in Anwar, guess what happens to the price of gas? Tomorrow it goes down. Or tomorrow the price of oil goes down and the price of gas will will follow suit. But uh, we don't do that. I heard politicians state that the oil production in the Gulf is at its highest ever. Now, how is that possible when we shut down how many wells? We stopped 
giving out new permits when wells up, because they were shut down, up and left for other places? How is it that we produce more? We're said that, as someone said this week, that, we're, that our country has only about 2% of the oil reserves. That is a lie. That is, that is not ignorance anymore. That is an outright lie. We have more oil in the Dakotas than Saudi Arabia has. The amount of oil that's in Alaska is huge. The amount of oil that's off the Gulf Coast that is sectioned off that we can't touch it. But our government is helping Mexico and, and Brazil and Venezuela and Russia and Cuba drill there. We just gave some of our tax money to Brazil to help them drill. Money was given, I think it was for Brazil, to have this huge uh, floating reservoir of oil in the Gulf that they could drill and put it right there in the, this huge floating reservoir. And, and we not, allowed, not only allowed it, we helped secure the money for it. It's amazing how our country will help all these other countries drill, but not our own. That's just... Oh, we, we, we shut down a lot of them. There are still some that are operational, but we shut down. We still love them. You can't drill right now until we solve this thing. And so some of them said, well, we're not going to keep this expensive oil thing here. We're going to move it to someplace where it can drill. And so they just moved them off. We're helping everybody else do it. But see, there's, it's the same pattern that they all follow. If you say something over and over and over and over, then we just believe it. And we, we just we buy into that. And um, well, I believe we are getting to the end times. You know, we we have racked up so much debt in this country. I don't know how you get out of it, but the you know the people that are I mean, Congress, they're the first ones that are spending the money. They have to write the bills in order to send them. But there's others in Washington. You know, they're, they're, you, I don't know how you, you either spend this amount of money for the purpose of breaking the economy or you you do it because you're ignorant you don't know but how, how can you have these kind of deficits and keep on going we're going to spend what is it 1.4 trillion more than we take in spend how many were all excited i, I saw the, the whole thing with boehner they're saying boehner did such a good job of fighting for the thing and who had a, I, I forget the total was like 38 billion dollars in in tax cuts, the $38 billion went down to a lower number, and then it went down to eventually like it was something like $380 million or something like that, which is nothing. And you know what happened to it all? They counted some of the money that was unspent in previous budgets, and they counted that as, as, a, as a savings. We didn't spend it, so we're going to count it off of this one. There's a number of things that are not savings at all, but they were counted into this. So they get that number higher. And the folks in Congress better get their act together because there's a whole lot of people who put them in position to curb the spending and if they don't do it. But see, this is what they, they do and why you want to be watchful for them. They want to continually put out something and say, if you say it often enough and if you get everybody else to say it as well, then they'll believe it. 
why you've got to know the truth. These folks want to go on out there and they want to say, Judgment Day, May 21st, it's coming up. Now, all they need to do is to get people, because you'd think, well, once you hit May 21st, then it's all, it all falls apart. It does not fall apart on May 21st. I'm telling you that right now. It will not fall apart on May 21st. Because what you've done is you've gotten a whole lot of people who accept this false light as the light. And after that, everything else after May 21st is looked at in the light of what they put themselves under. And even if you come into them and say, but May 21st came and there was no great earthquake. But you're not seeing this right. You're not looking at this and you're, you're deceived. You can't get through to them. Because once people put themselves under a false light, it is, it is so hard to get them back off of that. It's so, so difficult. It is a false light. But Pastor, you say put themselves under it. Why would they, or how are they going to put themselves under it? Because that doesn't show them anything they need to do in order before May 21st. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't say, okay, come to us. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're in, oh, you know, you need to come in with us. If you're in your church, you're in a wrong no, no, spot. Where is, where is their, where are they? Go up to this website. You will see, if you want to, you will see the location in Philadelphia where it is. They have a location. They just moved recently. They say that they are uh, 15 minutes from downtown Philly. They are an hour from Delaware. Uh, they're only so much from across the bridge in, Jer in Jersey. So they have apparently a meeting, but I'm not sure how they're not a church. Yeah, exactly. And I don't quite get that. But again, all you got to do is get people under this light. And then once they're, yeah, they're in a place and they have regular teaching. That they'll do, and they'll do teaching on this kind of stuff. And once you get underneath of that, and it's going to be tough for you to, 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 to buy it. That's why it's so important that we get under the Word, and we get into the Word, we see the Word for the whole part of it. Because then when people come to us with something that's false, we're in the light. Oh, we sit, nah, that's wrong. Mm -mm, nope, not taking that one. That's wrong. I, I, and that's, again, I brought this up not because I don't, I don't fear for a moment that a single one of you ever buy, in, buy into this? Because this is riddleable stuff that you all say, what? Huh? Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're not going to do it. But you may run into some people who are. But here's the thing. Don't sit back and wait. Well, after the 21st, they'll no. Once they get under this light or any other false light, it is really tough to get them out from under that. Very difficult. And that goes with any kind of any kind of teaching. If you get under the false false light and you think what is light, which is actually darkness, but you think it's light, it's real tough to get you out. And that's, about, that's why the Word of God says, I'd rather you be hot or cold. Because you get that lukewarm. You, got, you feel like you're in the light, but you're not. I'd rather you be cold and in darkness and know you're in darkness. Because then at least you know I'm in darkness. I'm a sinner. <laughs> you at least know that. But, uh, but these folks aren't. So I just thought we'd spend a night and, and let you all know. Because I, I, I want you to grab hold of some people who might be tempted to get underneath this kind of illumination. Underneath this kind of light. And, and don't wait. Don't sit back there and say, well, the 21st will come. Uh, these guys that are involved with us, you watch them. 
when the 21st gets here and they're still here and there is no earthquake, they will continue to go on. Remember what happened with the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses? 144,000. When they started out, it was only 144,000 that were going to be saved. Everyone else was condemned. They changed their doctrine when more than 144,000 came into their group. Because how can you have a group of 300,000 and only 144,000 of them are going to be saved? <laughs> well, that can't be exactly. So they changed it. Changed it up so that they could accommodate for, the, for those kind of things and, and still keep people in the, into that. Somehow they'll change something up on this too. I don't know what it is. I've, I don't even try and fathom what it is that they're going to try and do. But astounding what they do. Can you see how false light comes in to try and separate you from the truth? Try and separate you from other believers? Because that's the idea that we want to try and separate. And you know what? We all do have different views on Scripture. And that's fine. We never let it divide us. Hmm. Yeah. You would think that, wouldn't you? But obviously, <laughs> they have a number of people that are there. I would venture to say that on Sunday morning or whenever it is that they meet, they have more people in their gathering than we have in ours. And it's not the only city. This is uh, this particular name that I gave you is uh, just the one. Sharon Hill. Anybody know where that is? Yeah, Sharon Hill. That's where they are. They only give the P.O. box here, but I'm sure uh, their full street address will be there. But if you went to their website, I, I saw it and actually gave a point on the map of their location so that you could see. It wasn't too far from 95. I could see 95 over here, and I think they were, um, if, if north was up in the map I was looking at, then they were about southeast of, the, uh, of, of 95. Of 95. Yeah. That's where their, their building was, was located. But again, I didn't look at the map to see if north was up and 100% up or how that worked. Anything is add? I saw his name and I, I actually saw his name in the, I saw him in the one of the interviews. You know, what was his name again? Yeah, I remember the Herald part. Oh, this is his second date? Yes. Is that right? So he's already survived the first date. So, like what you said, he will change it again. Yeah. And then we still send me to the Did he? Ah. Where's he from? Do you have any idea why South Africa is so heavily covered? He is a white guy, so I don't know why he's in Africa. Well, South Africa is, I mean, South Africa, pretty strong population of white and, and, and black, isn't it? Oakland, California is where they're out of, yes. Yeah. I was surprised to see that... Yeah, go to if you want to go to their website, their their, their map is there. They'll they'll show, but there's a whole lot of countries where they have nothing, 
nothing going on at all. And Russia is is in a is a pink color, and it was something like um, I, don't, I forget the word they used, but something was in the works to 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 reach the Soviet Union. Uh, but you knew the guy, so he's already. I did not know that he survived the first date already. Yeah. This will be apparently his second date. That's uh, interesting to know. But um, I would like to find out Brazil. I mean, it's very intriguing to me that Brazil and South Africa. I didn't see too many other African nations as as uh, in the second and third tier. Uh, I don't. I really don't think I saw any of the other ones in there. But India again, I couldn't tell the color of India because there was so much in there with the billboards and stuff like that. They covered covered the entire country. I don't know what color that one would be. But it was inter- But they will survive this date as well, and they will keep on, on going because they get people used to this type of type of a light. Uh, that's Bible answerment, isn't it? Uh, it's Harold. Yeah. I thought it was the Bible answerman. Uh, this is, I mean, this is definitely murder to go. Well, this is the, this is the website, was familyradio.org or family radio. Yep. Oakland. E-Bible Fellowship has no affiliation with family radio. But I think the actual, yeah, there it is. FamilyRadio.com. So maybe the other family radio is FamilyRadio.org. That well could be. I don't know if you've ever done any looking around, but ZoeChristianFellowship.org is us. Zoe Christian, yeah, Zoe dash, no, Zoe dash Ministries. Zoe dash Ministries.org is us. Zoe dash Ministries.com is something you don't want to be a part of. Have anybody seen that one? Yeah, what does he go by? What is his name? He goes by some. Um, oh, I forget. Some. He's he's a prophet, but he's some type of higher up prophet. He is some esteemed prophet, and for whatever amount of money, three hundred dollars, something like, you can get a personal word. I think it was three hundred dollars. You can get a personal word from him to you. And this is, I mean, if you saw the title that they had for this guy, it's just like, ooh. I just got a call from somebody last week, and I, maybe they might be confusing us with them, but they called us and said, please stop calling us. We never asked you to. Like, no, I'm <laughs> yeah, they, they don't. In all the material that I saw, there was no event. Yeah, that's, it was, that's what did it. That was it. Uh, they don't really say there was any event, but what I'm wondering is if, if God moved out, why didn't he take the church with them? How is it that the Spirit of God left and the church was left behind? The people were left behind to be deceived. See you later on. How was that possible? I don't know how that came about. That may have been, yeah. Yeah, but they're actually saying that, you know, I mean... The picture I get from how they, they portray this is that here's this church on in, in April 
of 88, and we're all going, the Spirit of God is here, and then we continue to go on, and in June, we don't even know anything happened, but the Spirit of God left and the Spirit of Satan took over. Mm-hmm. I, I... Yep, took them all over, and they didn't even know what happened, apparently. So, but they stayed behind. Yeah. You know, Satan isn't about anybody's good works. We should be trying to pull some people into some into some stuff here. Yep. They want to isolate you from the body of Christ. Yes, absolutely. So that you then can be saved. Mm-hmm. So if that isn't mm-hmm. to me, if that isn't Satan, yeah. here's all of me. You know what I mean? Yep. That is so. Yep, absolutely. Pull you out there and separate you and isolate you from other other folks. And we have the only truth and no one else does. And if you hear anything contrary to that, well, they're wrong and they're of Satan. And But there are people that are, are, are swallowing this and they're going. They're reading the Bible and plead for mercy. Read the Bible and plead for mercy. Yep. Well, I mean, it's a good thing for an organization like this to push because none of that brings you to a place of salvation. There's people who read the Bible all the time and never get to a place of salvation. There's critics of the Bible who read it all the time. Don't do not come to a place of salvation. Yeah. And pleading for mercy, that's not going to get you saved. That's not going to help you at all. There's belief. Believe, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's it.